Welcome to The Lockdown, featuring your hosts, Eric Preston and Mike Conover. And now, The Lockdown Sports Podcast. Lift off and the clock has started. We're a week away from Christmas. We're a week away from Christmas, and I'm talking to the killer of a B-list celebrity. Oh, I ju- we just said we don't have to bring this up. You, it was the first thing you said. Oh, all right. So I let's. It's at, the cat's out of the bag now. For those of you who don't know, I have this very nasty talent for talking about some random celebrity you say b-list this dude definitely classifies as b-list but the last guy i killed <laughs> let me rephrase that the last person who happened to die the day after i looked up if he was alive was bill murray's brother now i don't want to um i don't want to disrespect the dead so I'm, I'm gonna look him up because i can't remember his first name and i may have jinxed him and inadvertently caused his death. So I don't want to just refer to him as Bill Murray's brother. Um, so uh, let's refer to him as his, his name. Uh, I'm going to look it up right now. Uh, but so you may have noticed that uh, a couple episodes ago, I titled our um, Brian. Week. Is it uh, Brian Doyle Murray? Yeah, that, that sounds familiar. Um, I, I titled our, our one episode, You Got Knocked the Fuck Out, in honor of Friday, in honor of, uh, yeah, Brian Doyle Murray, yep. Um, in honor of um, Tiny Lister, a.k.a. Debo. Paid a little homage to him. And then the very next episode that we put out is titled R.I.P. Debo because he died while we were recording. Um, so that that happened. Uh, Bill Murray's brother, I happened to look up to see if he was still alive while we were watching Christmas Vacation. Not too, too long ago. The next day he died. And then last night, we were watching, uh, trying to think what we started watching. Oh, the um, Lego Star Wars Christmas movie. So we weren't even watching like one of the original Star Wars movies. And I started telling Angelo the story of how I met uh, Jeremy Bullock, who is the uh, elderly gentleman, or should I say now was the elderly gentleman who played Boba Fett in the original trilogy um, in, in empire and in, um, in Jedi. And I, I looked him up. I showed him his picture. I said, yeah, we met him. Uh, he was signing autographs at a comic book store when I was a kid and me and my buddy went and the whole time Maria, like, she, she's shaking her head. She's shaking her head. She's like, don't do it. You're going to curse this guy. And then today, rest in peace, Jeremy Bullock. Um, another one. Uh, this is, I believe, celebrity number four that has passed uh, shortly after I either mentioned them 
or went out of my way to pay homage to them or asked if he was still alive and Googled it. Um, and I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I do believe your fourth kill would constitute you as a serial killer. Maybe. <laughs> I don't want to Google that because who the hell knows what happens next. I'm done, I'm done Googling stuff. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> we're a week away from, from Christmas and we uh, got nice some transition. snow. Got some. Yeah, let's let's talk about the tomorrow. Santa found dead at the age of two hundred and fifty-seven. Uh, so we got some snow, and uh, we we may have we may have some snowy games this weekend as well. Uh, let's let's get into some sports. I will try not to mention players by name. We'll see what happens. Uh, but before we get into like the breakdown of the games, we had two games that we differed on last week, and I won both of those. So I now have a two-game lead in Ooh. our season-long uh, back and forth uh, with only a couple of weeks to go. I we will should, say we that – We should make this interesting since it's so close. I will. I think we should. I will say that our picks are insanely accurate. We are both – Absolutely crushing it. Uh, excuse me. I pulled a Howard Stern. Uh, oh, no. Shit. <laughs> Howard's going to die. <laughs> oh. Uh, so uh, I, I think we're both sitting somewhere in the neighborhood of like 64% going into last week. Um, you know, we do take the easy way out and we just pick the winner and we don't, we don't pick against a spread. That obviously is substantially harder. Um, but, but, you know, hey, we, we, we are not condoning or endorsing gambling here. Well, maybe a little bit, but not too, too much. Um, so we'll, we'll continue to pick against the – we'll, we'll pick the, uh, the outright winner of the game. Um, one game tonight, we have the uh, Vegas Raiders. Uh, who are they playing? They're playing the L.A. Chargers. Oh, yeah. Chargers of Los Angeles. Yes. Um, kind of a mess for this game. Uh, Henry Ruggs ruled out. Uh, with uh, on the COVID list, uh, I think he's close contact. I don't think he actually has the vid, but uh, he it's it's too uh, too short a time for him to be cleared, obviously, to play the game. Um, their offensive coordinator uh, just uh, put on the list as well. Um, so the let's let's talk about this game. You picked the Chargers last week, right? Um, Oh, we both picked the Chargers, yeah, because they were playing the Falcons. So, yeah. um, how do we feel? How do we feel about Herbert? Uh, so, one of the things that I noticed about his his last couple of games that was different he was he was running more in the beginning of the season uh, and seemed to be making more uh, plays with his legs and also uh, rolling out of the pocket, and that seemed to result in a lot of downfield. Uh, completions he's a lot more shorter stuff now I mean he completed 36 passes for only 243 yards and and a pick uh, two touchdowns of course uh, but uh, thanks to Matt Ryan imploding uh, and throwing three second half picks the uh, the Chargers got the win Austin Eckler made his return to the field and promptly led the team in rushing and receiving last week he was questionable again he's questionable again for tonight but is expected to play as is Keenan Allen um, I think uh, the offensive firepower of the Chargers is not necessarily what Vegas wants. The the week after uh, they fired their off their defensive coordinator, I will say though I'm a big fan of the man taking his place tonight, Rod Marinelli. 
Hot Rod. Hot Rod. Um, as far as as far as Herbert goes, I, I I wonder if it's a combination of maybe teams are trying to take away that that rollout and the and the you know not letting the pocket break down and maybe there's a little bit of tape on him, and the Chargers are trying to adjust to that. I think that's definitely part thing. of it. Yeah. Plus, he's got a couple of weapons back that he didn't have in the first couple of weeks. So I wonder if they're just trying – you know, maybe they've opened up a little more of the playbook also. Yeah. And they- say, okay, we – you know, you, we don't have to, you know, draw as many plays in the sand and kind of use, you know, too much of your athleticism. and Because, you know, those plays are great, but those are also the kind of plays that, you know, you get hurt on. You know, yeah. when you're when you're rolling out of the pocket and you know, you you're letting those linebackers get, you know, twenty yards of running at you and they blast you, you, you know, you might get the, the throw off or you know, if you're scrambling, sometimes these young quarterbacks just don't get down and um, you know, maybe they're just trying to limit a lot of that stuff because, you know, they're not going to the playoffs right now. Yeah, no, I mean, it could be, it's just, it, it, for me, it feels like they, they were working better earlier in the season. They had more explosive plays. I mean, look at some of these, these average yards uh, in, in last week's game against the Falcons, who are not a good pass defense. Keenan Allen, nine for 52. Hunter Henry, six for 41. Tyron Johnson, six for 55. Uh, and Austin Eckler, like I said, led them in receiving for nine for 67. So it seems like a lot of short to intermediate stuff and some dump offs. Um, he did spread the ball around eight different receivers, uh, caught the ball, but uh, 30, 36, uh, 36 completions for only 243 yards is, is not a good, uh, a good yards per attempt. Uh, but they got the win, and that's uh, something that's been hard for them to come by. It's crazy because – you feel like they've lost so many games this year and it was heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak. Uh, and uh, they're still four and nine, um, which is a, you know, pretty similar story to, to what the Falcons have gone through this year. Uh, also four and nine. And they, um, you know, they, they obviously lost some of the most heartbreaking games in NFL history earlier in the season. Uh, Matt Ryan is not a good quarterback when Julio Jones isn't on the field. Uh, so they, uh, the Raiders, or sorry, the, the Chargers were the beneficiary of that last week. Uh, the Chargers have a good pass defense, but um, uh, I think going tonight into uh, having the Raiders come to town, I think the most important thing for them is stopping Darren Waller because he's, he's been absolutely on fire the past couple of weeks. Yeah, the, uh, but I, I think they have some, some athleticism on defense, but I also think that uh, that Charger pass rush – will be able to speed some things up. Um, Waller's been been on a, a hot streak the last couple of weeks, but it, I feel like they haven't played against a team, you know, some teams with, with a good pass rush. So um, I, I think that the Chargers are going to have the edge in this game. I think they're – I know their defense isn't super stout, but I think they can maybe – force some mistakes uh, from Carr and, and slow some things down. I think both teams are going to score some points, but I'm going to, I'm going to go with the chargers and, uh, and hope that, that you're going to talk bad about Herbert. Just don't, <laughs> just don't Google him. I will not. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, the, the, the Raiders are one of those teams that I, I can't figure out this year. Um, and for good reason, they're seven and six, and they've been very up and down, um, you know, going in and giving up 44 points to the Colts, who, who the Colts have been relatively consistent, but certainly not an offensive juggernaut. Um, and then, uh, you know, almost losing the week before to the Jets and then getting hammered the week before that to the, uh, by the Falcons. It's just been a very weird year for them. But I, I trust in Rod Marinelli, and I, I don't think that they, uh, the Chargers will be able to put up quite enough points tonight to get the job done. It is expected to be a high-scoring game. I think the over currently sits at about 51-and-a-half. Um, so there's going to be some scoring here. I'm going to go with, with the Raiders. I think that they, they will try to slow down uh, the Chargers' offense and try to get uh, Jacobs going. Uh, he's not been – he's not been what he was earlier in the year. And I think for them to have success, they're going to need that. Um, you know, he, he had 13 carries for 49 yards last week after missing uh, the week before, but um, he, he's also been you know wildly inconsistent the past couple of weeks. I feel like they're going to try to get him back on track. Uh, and uh, that's something, you know, you got a, a new defensive coordinator in, although he's experienced. Um, so you're going to want to see some improvement in the defense. So what better way to do that than to play a little ball control and keep away? Uh, I'm going to go with the Raiders. All right, all right. So it didn't take us long to to differ in this one. Going to make up a game right there. All right, all right. Let's see. All right, next game on the docket. Speaking of, wait, before we move on, did you see what um, did you see what Josh Jacobs did? last week uh to to the fantasy community trolling the fantasy community um he tweeted before the game uh sorry fantasy owners i won't be out there today uh knowing full well that he was planning on playing um and and created quite the stir uh as you know the internet is full of uh graceful people so um he didn't receive any death threats or anything like that um and and nobody went uh off off the uh the rails insulting him and calling him names. Um, of course, I'm being sarcastic because all that happened. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> I I don't quite understand. I don't obviously know very much about Josh Jacobs. I don't quite understand when players are like, screw fantasy football. Like, I get it. It's not real football. We understand we're not on the field, but the NFL has become such a huge business in part because of the extra attention that it gets from both fantasy football and gambling. Fantasy football is a billion dollar a year industry. People play it. There are 10 years ago, many people wouldn't have cared about teams playing across the country unless it was a superstar quarterback or superstar wide receiver. Um, So it's really given some people some stake in games and uh, you know, reason to care about games that they wouldn't normally watch, which has helped the ratings, which has helped the income, which has helped the salary cap, which has helped the players, which has helped Josh Jacobs. So I don't necessarily get the hate. Um, I do uh, say there is absolutely positively no reason to threaten a player with death uh, or, or insult them in, in a, you know, crazy over the top way. I mean, that's just, just unacceptable. I'm I'm going to disagree with you a little bit on that. You think they should threaten him with that? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't really – listen, if, I don't think you should threaten anybody with death. If you're going to do it, just, no. <laughs> <laughs> don't kill people. No. Um, no, I don't think the I, – I think 
where some of these players are coming from, like a Josh Jacobs does something like this. I saw Debo post something on Instagram the other day. It was like, I don't give a damn about your fantasy. Um, yeah, that. I, so, but I don't have a problem with that. But actually going out of your way to screw people over, um, there was one, one of the hosts of, I forget, I forget which one it was, but one of the hosts on the Fantasy Football Channel on Sirius XM took him out. Um, and ended up losing because of that, and he lost over $1,000 in that one game. That's right. dirty. Well, I mean, that, that it does suck for, for, for that situation, but you know how many times these players have probably already dealt with getting messages mm-hmm. on social media or people yelling at them, oh, you couldn't get 30 more yards, and you couldn't do that, like, the 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 we play fantasy football and we've played fantasy football for a long time and we also have loved football even longer but there's a lot of people who have a lot of trouble these days differentiating between a good player in real life and a good fantasy player yeah there is a difference i mean there's I, oftentimes the same but there is definitely a difference i can actually remember uh, going back and forth with someone about, um, I believe it was, I think it was Russell Wilson mm-hmm. and how he wasn't a top quarterback. He's, and his main argument was, look how many fantasy points he got. You know, and I think that's where the players are coming from. The players yeah. are like, a lot of a lot of these guys get have you know the fans vote for pro bowls and and all pro teams and you know writers are influenced by fans and i feel like sometimes and i think some of this stuff from fantasy carries over into judging who's better and i think people are losing sight on how to really judge talent I agree with everything in, you're saying in, in the NFL. And I think some of the players are frustrated with like, you, you know, like a Josh Jacobs might be getting from somebody, you know, Austin Eckler is a better running back than you. Yeah. He gets, he gets me 22 points every week. You get me like 17, you know, like I, I feel like that's, that's how a lot of these guys are being judged by some of these people and people like us who, who play fantasy football, but we're more purist in the, in the fact of how we watch the game. But I think there's so many of these, these people who, yeah, that the fantasy has brought them to football, but they're, you know, they can be annoying as shit. Yeah. It's brought in more casuals for sure. And it's brought in more assholes who I'm sure have gotten to him. I agree with that. Um, So, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm all for saying you don't care about their team, but don't don't go troll. Yeah, don't screw. You don't have to yeah. screw people. Yeah, you don't got to take it that far. Because you're you not, you're just also going to invite more of that shit. You know, more right. of the toxicity. Because last week is the first week of the playoffs. So yes. <laughs> if if I had Josh Jacobs, and I lose money because of Josh Jacobs, I'm going to be hot with him too. Yep. I'm going to be hot. Uh, I don't know, $1,000, losing $1,000 wouldn't be enough for me to offer a death threat to him? No, hell no. 
Um, but hey, eleven hundred maybe. I tell you what, I didn't lose a dime on the 49ers Giants NFC Championship game. And I'm telling you right now, if I see Kyle Williams, I have I have some <laughs> I have some not nice things I would love to say to Kyle Williams. Yeah. And I, I think I would too. Because I don't <laughs> I'm not really I don't think he could take me. No. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I gotta see what kind of shape he's in. I mean, look, he's a, he was an NFL football player. He's, he's, he's pretty jacked up, but listen, he probably, I'd probably slip right through his hands. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's move on to Buffalo at Denver Buffalo with a huge win last week. I saw some amazing, amazing stats from Josh Allen, not just on this game, but just in his progression for the last three years, if I'm not mistaken, his completion percentage has gone up. I want to say 20 points from. Yeah, but it was so. It was low. Yes, it was really it was low, low three years ago. Yeah, um, he had nowhere to go but up. Yeah, but it, it he really has improved, and he's he's yeah. better. I think he's better already at this point than I thought he was ever going to be. I expected. Um, you know, we've talked about this before, how we were both pretty wrong on Pat Mahomes. We thought he was going to throw a lot more inter- interceptions than, than he has. Um, I expected the same thing from Through three last week. <laughs> yeah. Um, I expected the same thing from Josh Allen and early on, he did not disappoint. I mean, he was wildly inaccurate throwing tons of incompletions. Um, but let's just take a look at this. So for year one, 52% completion. 52.8, year two, 58.8, year three, 68.6. So he's gone up 14% completion percentage, um, already thrown for 3,600 yards, 28 touchdowns, nine picks, uh, and he really he really looks good. I mean, he's uh, – you gave him – you know, they, they didn't have a ton in terms of receivers last year, so you give him a superstar like um, Stephon Diggs, and it's things are really clicking for him. It's- to me, when – because I, I was actually talking about this with my brother. Um, I think it was my brother. But uh, I was talking about Josh Allen, and I said they gave him – he's got digs, and he has Beasley also. Um, but look how much better Diggs looks compared to how he did in Minnesota. Yeah. You know, like, the, and I, they had Kirk Cousins over there. It's not like Kirk Cousins is a nobody, but I think that'll tell you right there how, how much further that uh, Josh Allen has come in his career. So, uh, yeah, because he, he absolutely shredded the 49ers the other night. They had, they had nothing they could do with him. If, if they went zone, he ate their zone up. And if they went man, he ate ate the man the man up also. So Yeah. And he looked good against against one of the better defenses in the NFL last week in Pittsburgh. But uh for me I think the bigger story was that Pittsburgh was only able to put up fifteen points against Buffalo Buffalo because Buffalo has had some games this year where where they've given up given up some points. They give up uh thirty two to the Cardinals in in the Hail Mary game, forty four to the Seahawks. Mm -hmm. Um, they gave up 42 to the Titans earlier on 30, 35. I mean, they, and the Niners moved the ball on them really easily. Yeah. Also. Yeah. And the Niners put up what? 25, 20, 20, 24 points. Yeah. 
And, and they had a pick six inside the 30. Mm-hmm. They had, uh, and they got a goal line stand also. So, I mean, they could have had 40 points right there. Yeah, so, um, you know, the, the Steelers did, failed to put up a lot of points against them. Um, you know, I think that's a combination of their defense stepping up because I do think Buffalo's secondary is better than it has been playing as of late. Um, and then uh, some struggles in Pittsburgh. Uh, but Buffalo with a much easier task this week at Denver. I, you know, I want to just hands down pick Buffalo because I think they're a significantly better team. But these are this is one of those games that until Buffalo wins, like they're still Buffalo. So it, w- it wouldn't like absolutely shock me if they somehow go into Denver and lose. Uh, but I, and I'm going to pick the bills. Uh, Denver is obviously not that great of a football team. Um, they did get, uh, you know, a nice win against Carolina last week, which we both predicted Carolina had a lot of injuries and um, you know, Teddy Bridgewater keeps saying it. He is what we thought he was. Um, he is uh, fourth uh, lowest in the league in bad poorly graded passing plays, but he's also six lowest in highly graded passing plays. So he's just a dude um, that's going to make some throws. And, um, you know, I don't think he's a quarterback that you can win with. He's, he should to me be a career backup. um, I think think you can win with, with Teddy, but you can't, you can't expect him to win the game for you. And I think Carolina is, is, is putting, more on his back than and they than they want to for sure. I mean, they got no choice without CMC. Right, without 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 McCaffrey. Yeah, you know, and I feel like Bridgewater has a totally different season with McCaffrey because you know Bridgewater he has no problem with the check down. Yep. Um, yeah. But uh, Denver, went, you know, they took care of business last week, so uh, they, they got the job done despite uh, some some injuries. They had. Um, uh, who's the who's the corner that they just lost um, for, for oh, this, uh, from from Jacksonville? Uh, right. Um, drawing a blank. Um, um, I'll look it up in a second. Starts with an A, right? Hopefully, he won't die if I look him up. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, Buff, Buffalo did what they had to do. Uh, AJ Boye. Um, Boy. Told you to start with an A. Yep. Uh, so, you know, they, they did what they had to do and got, got the win. Um, they're really banged up in the secondary. Now, uh, Bryce Callahan, uh, didn't practice today. He's questionable. Uh, I don't think it matters. I mean, they could, they could have them all. They could be missing them all. It's, it's, it's not going to, uh, make a difference. Um, I think, uh, Buffalo gets the win here. Yeah, I got, I got Buffalo. I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be one of those trap games for Buffalo. I think Buffalo's rolling right now, and they, I think they are one of the teams that should scare Kansas City. I know they didn't look great against them earlier in the season, mm-hmm. but I think at this point in the year, they, you know, they should scare Kansas City. They're the real deal. And, and, and they're a team that, if the weather's bad in Kansas City, is not going to bother Buffalo. Nope, not at all. Uh, so we were just talking about Carolina. That segues perfectly into our next game, which is Carolina at Green Bay. So uh, CMC gets injured again. This is now his third injury uh, since trying to come back uh, from the the big injury that sidelined him for, for eight games. Uh, he is officially uh, doubtful for the game, and they are playing on Saturday too. So um, I, I think at this point you should probably shut him down. Uh, Matt Rule has said that, if he's healthy for the the week uh, the week seventeen matchup or the final week matchup against the Saints, he's going to play. That's a 
fucking terrible idea. You're not winning anything. Um, it, it doesn't matter. It's not like you need to see what you have in Christian Caffrey. You just yeah. threw a shitload of money at him. God forbid he gets hurt and then puts his status for next year in jeopardy is the dumbest idea ever to play him. I think they should shut him down at this point. I agree. I, I feel the same way as McCaffrey has to do like Kittle and Garoppolo. Yeah. We're out of the play. We're not going to the playoffs. I, as much as I love to watch George Kittle play two people right now in the 49ers that I'm just like, are must see TV for me Debo and, and Kittle. And neither I, I neither one of them there. are gonna. I don't think either one of them should play again this year. Just yeah, I think up to, I think they're more likely to shut Debo down. Um, I don't I don't know if Kittle's gonna let him shut him down. I mean, yeah, I, I think I think that's more Kittle saying like, yeah, no, I gotta play. Yeah, he might be he might be like one of those kids that you know have like there's the kids that like you have to let them like run around every yeah. set yes. or they're going to, they're going to be horrible the second half of the day. Yeah. I feel yeah. like he needs to run around at recess. Not that, and I am not shaming any kids with uh, any kind of behavioral problems. I don't no. want some, some don't kids want like anybody, George Kittle just have extra energy. I don't want anybody to cancel me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So Carolina not playing very well. Uh, they, they, Made it interesting last week. Uh, they they almost uh, came back on the Broncos, but um, you know a much tougher task this week. Uh, here we here we are again finding Green Bay at ten and three. I really don't feel like they're as good as the record indicates, but the NFC is extremely weak this year, uh, and they are they are likely going to steamroll the shit out of the Panthers this week. Uh, next week they have a challenge against the Titans and then likely steamroll the bears unless they've already cinched up the number one spot, which is looking better and better uh, as the, uh, the Saints dropped a shocker last week that we'll get to. Um, but, you know, green Bay is, you know, just proving that if you have a superstar quarterback, you're always going to be in contention. And I'll tell you what, they have a superstar quarterback who's playing at a superstar level. He's playing like he has something to prove. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think there, there were some comments earlier in the year that, that pissed him off. And, you know, even though he's a complete shithead, uh, he is very talented and uh, you know, he's having a hell of a year. Um, yeah. It's, but it, you cannot also, you also cannot overlook how good Devonte Adams is. Devonte Adams has given him, you know, something that he hasn't had uh, since, you know, Greg Jennings is prime. Yeah. And I, I don't even think Greg Jennings was as good as Adams. No, I, I think they can use Adams in a lot more ways than they'd use Jennings. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the fact that he's, he's 39 touchdowns, four interceptions, uh, 119.7 quarterback rating, uh, and he's on pace to throw for 4,500 yards. And it's just, I mean, he's just doing whatever he wants out there. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, I think Green Bay is, is, is at, I agree with you that they are not as good as their record, but I feel like that's the NFC this year. Yeah, I don't, I don't see, I don't see who really is gonna. I don't think the Saints are very good. I don't think the Buccaneers are very good, even though the Buccaneers absolutely trounced. trounced I don't the think that. I don't think that would happen again. No, no, I, I think the Buccaneers are on the decline. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, I mean, the Packers may um, they may steamroll everybody to the Super Bowl and then you know, you know, lose by thirty to to the Chiefs. Yeah, I could, I could, I could absolutely see that. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, you beat me too. <laughs> so we're both going Green Bay. Next up, Tampa Bay at Atlanta. This is another game where I don't think Atlanta has anything to play for. Julio Jones uh, is basically playing in every other game. And uh, despite the fact that they still have weapons, uh, Gurley at this point is, is, is no Moss. Uh, he, he had, he used whatever energy he had earlier in the season. And after they couldn't win any of those fucking games, he just said, all right, fuck it. I'm done. <laughs> um, but you know, without Julio Jones on the field, Matt Ryan's not, he's a below average quarterback without him on the field. And he's constantly banged up. And I think they're, they're pretty close to, to shutting him down. And, you don't want to have to face a team like Tampa Bay who is really struggling. I mean, they, they should have destroyed the Vikings. They didn't. It was closer game than it should have been. It was a very weird game. You would expect Brady to absolutely pick them apart. He doesn't even throw for 200 yards. Yeah, Minnesota's secondary is getting a little bit bigger, better, which tends to happen when you have so many rookies uh, back there. But they're still not good at all. And for Brady to not break the 200-yard mark and their leading receiver to have 56 yards, they're just not getting it done. And now this week they've got Ronald Jones, who's likely going to miss the game with a uh, – Yeah, he's on the COVID he, list. <laughs> no, well, he's got he, – he's on the COVID list, but he, he's off of that now. But now he had surgery. Um, he had a, a pin inserted into his, into his right hand, I think. So <laughs> – uh, you know, this is why they got Fournette, so they have some depth, but the backfield's a mess there between uh, McCoy and uh, the rookie, um, Keyshawn Vaughn, that uh, who the hell knows who's, who's going to get carries. If this, if this game isn't Tom Brady throwing for 350 yards and absolutely picking apart the secondary of the Saints, I think that Tampa Bay is in for a very short postseason, but I don't think they lose this game. I'm picking Brady in the Bucks. Yeah, I got Brady uh, and the Bucks. Uh, it's crazy because they loaded up with all those names on that team. It was just and you and you hear nothing from. You just don't hear much about Gronk. You don't hear anything about Antonio Brown. You would think Antonio Brown playing in an offense with Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, Mike Evans. Chris Godwin, that he is going to eat all day. Mm-hmm. And you just – I don't know if he's – if he doesn't know the offense or if he's not getting – I mean, he's been in Bruce – he flourished in Bruce Arians' offense before. But um, I think Tampa Bay's also not forcing him. They're not force-feeding him. I think they, they tried, they tried that. Feeding. They tried. Yeah, they tried against the Rams. They had 13 targets against the Rams. Yeah, and uh, I don't think they're going to go back to that. Uh, but it's it's almost like um, a lot of times you see some of these teams put too many names out there, mm-hmm. and you try and find a way to get everybody involved, and you end up just with a big – you know, it's like sometimes if you're cooking – you know, you don't have to put every spice in the cabinet in the food. You know, yeah. three or four makes makes it good. 
Yeah, it's kind of so, like what we were saying with Baker since, you know, he's really found his rhythm yeah. since uh, mm-hmm. OBJ since went out. And, um, you know, instead of instead of having the luxury of focusing on a few talented players, they've just added so much uh, bullshit into the uh, into the roster there in Tampa Bay that it's, it's just not gelling. And it's going to be hard. And uh, I'd be anxious to see who Brady blames in the offseason because I don't think there's a shot that they win the Super Bowl. Um, Maybe probably one and done in the playoffs. And uh, I, w- I want to see how he reacts because he's, he's a whiny bitch when he doesn't win. We all know that. He's going to react like a whiny bitch. Mm-hmm. And I think that's <laughs> – you hit the nail on the head right there. Mm-hmm. But I got Tampa in this game. Sam Fran at Dallas. <sighs> <laughs> well, you know, we talked about last week being the Andy Dalton revenge game. It was. Uh, they put up 30 points on the Bengals and really destroyed them. But it just, it's just it's another one of those weird games that you see the score and you're like, oh, they killed them. No, they didn't. <laughs> Dalton, they, they should have had 60 in this game. Yeah, Dalton only, only threw for 185 yards. Ezekiel Elliott is proving that all he wanted was his contract. He has an opportunity to put this team on his back and be the premier running back in the league, and he just can't do it. He can't. I don't know if he's interested in doing that. No, he got um, paid already. Yeah, he's you know he's he's interested in. He, I don't know if he wants to be like more of a celebrity than than a football player, but that's what it looks like. You know, with the, you know the stupid nose ring he's got and the stupid tattoo on his stomach. Yeah. You know? Like his stupid haircut. Um, I'm calling him a lot of different stupids right now. <laughs> well, you're not wrong. But uh, you're not wrong. He seems to be preoccupied with doing anything except running the football. And yeah, and it I, seems like as soon as things didn't go his way in Dallas, that he just didn't really seem all that interested. And you know, at the end of the year, you're gonna look back and you're gonna go, "Oh, he's another thousand yard season for for Zeke," but. It's the ugliest thousand yards. People forget that, you know, to get a thousand yard season, you only need about 60 yards a game. Right. Not, not the benchmark anymore. Yeah, and it's, um, their, their defense, I think they had what, three fumbles in the, in the first quarter, first half, Cincinnati. Yeah. They, they, they're notorious for fumbling a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, they they gave Dallas a few short fields. Um, it 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 really boggles my mind with all the talent on that team that they they don't seem to look good at all. And I I kind of have to say it's McCarthy because yeah. how do you have that and still? Not even – I mean, they didn't even – their offense didn't even look good against the Bengals. No, it's not not just McCarthy, but it's it's the culture that Jerry Jones perpetuates. Maybe he needs to get him that – you know you know how they say in, like, the, the 90s, how they had uh, – they had that, like, house outside of their practice facility where players could bring – Allegedly bring, you know, all their, you know, side chicks mm-hmm. and do all the cocaine and everything. <laughs> yep. They need something. It, what, so what they're they, doing now they is might working. need that. They might need that trap house back. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they have uh, the, the Niners coming to town. The Niners super banged up. Uh, 
really impressed with the way they've stayed in just about every single game this year. Um, they haven't given up. They've won some games that I didn't think they were going to win. Uh, they have the Rams number. Uh, they, they've, they pulled off some, some, um, you know, just some miraculous things to stay in games. And I, I think that what they're putting on the field is obviously a shadow of what their roster is. And if they can continue some of this into next year, I think they're going to be right back in Super Bowl contention. And I think they're good enough to beat the team that Dallas is putting on the field this week. Uh, I Mostert supposed to play, right? Yeah. Looking good for Mostert. Ayuk has been on a, a nice little tear here. Uh, Samuel's probably not going to play again. Uh, but what what Ayuk has done over the past five games, I think it is, uh, is is really impressive. yeah his last five games. <laughs> yes, his last five games um, is really impressive. So uh, I like had, what they have there. I think he's had either a touchdown or a hundred yards in like every game. Uh, every one of those five or six games, those last five or six games. And yes. that's pretty much since they've been you know, involving him and he's, he's looked good. It's not like he's getting uh, like garbage numbers. Like they're getting blown out and he's just getting garbage numbers. He's producing and he's making, he's making some really good plays. He had a a catch down the sideline against Buffalo. Yeah. That was, did you see that? Mm -hmm. He, He did like a complete pirouette while he's looking for the ball. Cornerback was completely lost. If Mullins had to put, if it had been even a halfway decent pass, it's a, it's an easy touchdown. But uh, I'm impressed with him. I really like him. Um, last, five, last five games for Ayuk, six for 115, eight for 91 in a touchdown, seven for 75 in a touchdown, five for 95 in a touchdown, and 10 for 119. So he's getting it done. Yeah. And – you know, he has a – he has – Jerry Rice has the, the rookie record for the 49ers, like 927 yards. Uh, Debo just missed it last year. I think IU will get it. Yeah, he, they'll, he That's can. one of the things that they'll, 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 they'll actually shoot for. I think they're going to they're gonna push the ball to him. And especially without Debo there, they're going to uh, – they're going to feed him. He's going to get a lot of those, uh, a lot of those calls that Debo would get. Um, three, actually, three games to get two hundred and what sixty-five yards, something like that. He's sitting at yeah. six sixty right now. Yeah, he's got six sixty. So I think he he's got a shot at a thousand yards. Yep. And uh, like I said, that that pick is impressive because they're were a lot of people that wanted CeeDee Lamb. They wanted Judy. They even um, uh, Rager. Uh, no, I don't know anybody that wanted Rager. I saw, uh, I saw, I saw some mocks with Rager to the uh, to the Niners. Uh, yeah, there were, but uh, Justin um, Jefferson, Justin Jefferson. You know, those those were you know guys who went to you know, more prominent schools and had some bigger numbers. But, you know, that was uh, I was a little like, this is the top guy that they're picking, you know, like leading up to the draft. And I started looking at a couple of his highlights. And 
at Arizona, he, he was playing pretty much exactly the same way as he's playing now. He breaks a lot of tackles. Um, he he kind of reminds me of like a, a mix of like Fitzgerald and like Devontae Adams, like mm-hmm. the way the way the 49ers move him around, the way he, you know, he kind of plays, he plays stronger than he looks. So I'm definitely I'm looking forward to next year to see Kittle, Ayuk, and uh, Samuel healthy. Let's let's hope they could stay healthy. So, yeah. You're picking the Niners this week? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This is this is this is a guarantee. We're both on the Niners. So we had first game we differed on and then we're we're consecutive through. We're we're in lockstep and I'm pretty sure we're both gonna pick the same team in the next game. We've got Detroit going to Tennessee. I need King Henry to have another two hundred yard game here. <laughs> I'm I'm still alive in the fantasy playoffs. I'm doing Dane, it on the back of Derek fucking Henry. Dane was hot with you. Dane Dane was talking he, some shit. He was talking shit. some shit. He he was. He was talking a little shit. He asked me how I was feeling. I wasn't feeling that good. And literally in the middle of our conversation, it was about a three minute period. I went from down ten to up thirty in like three minutes. <laughs> Derrick Henry broke a 40-yard uh, run, and then uh, Tannehill scored a touchdown. Uh, Tariq Hill called a 40-yard touchdown, and then the Jags turned it over real quick, and Derrick Henry scored another touchdown, put him over 150 yards, and boom, boom, boom. Just like that, I took the lead. Derrick Henry has one of the most fantasy-friendly schedules coming up. Last week, obviously, the Jacksonville Jaguars this week, the Detroit Lions, who are likely going to be without Matthew Stafford, so you know they're not going to be able to sustain a lot of drives. And then next week, the Green Bay Packers, who are terrible against the run, and will continue to put up points. So Tennessee is probably going to run him down. So let's hope I'm still alive. Yeah. He's, but, he's, doing, he's doing the same thing he does, that he, he does, did last year. This is, and, and it's no coincidence that as the season gets longer, he gets better and Tannehill gets better towards the end of the game either because when you have somebody who run for 200 yards – you can throw the ball. It's pretty easy. Yep. So yep. Detroit, Detroit's a hot mess. Did you see what happened to Frank Ragnow? No. Lions center Frank Ragnow. Now, I always liked Ragnow. He was a former um, Bengal, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, not a fan of him now because he, he's on the Lions. But he injured himself during week one last week. Did not come out of the game, finishes the game, and is listed for questionable this week uh, as questionable for this week. Do you know what his injury is? No idea. A fracture. I have not throat. seen anything. Fractured his throat. He fractured his throat. That's that's usually only common with uh, prostitutes. I, <laughs> I was going to say porn stars, prostitutes. <laughs> um, so he fractured his throat. Now, what's even more impressive that he didn't come out of the game and finish the game, he's a center. He wasn't able to make his line calls uh, the way he would. But instead of saying, look, I, I broke my throat, somebody else is going to have to play and somebody else is going to have to make the calls. Did, did he get like a Ric Flair chop? So I, I, I haven't seen a description of what actually happened. Um but, you know, he hasn't been ruled out for this Sunday, which is incredibly tough. And the fact that he played through last week's game 
was it's just it's absolutely it it's impressive. I saw uh, I think it was Chris Long put on Twitter. It was like checkmate hockey. <laughs> um, what, that's what in your neck can you fracture? Apparently, what, just your throat and your your I, spine. I would assume. I that's I, I don't even understand it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I've heard of like, uh, what is it like a the collapsed trachea yeah. and things like. I've never heard of somebody fracturing their throat, like. Yeah, that's got to be like the ultimate thing to say to a dude. Be like, you know what happened the last time somebody said that to me? Yeah, fractured yeah. The throat. Fractured the yeah. It's a, some roadhouse shit. <laughs> Uh, it's probably not even that bad of an injury. No, it's probably just sounds really bad. Um, but you know, they're they're likely going to be without Stafford. They should shut him down at this point if he's having you know back injuries again. He's got a bad back. Um, they're already going to be without Kenny Galladay. They're not winning anything. They're a shitty team. They've got a new head coach, or they're going to get a new head coach. They're going to get a new GM. Uh, just just shut it down. But you know, please allow Derrick Henry to run for three hundred yards this week. Uh, Tennessee. Do you, think, do you think Stafford's there next year? Um, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no because I think you know they're going to you're going to have a young head coach and a, and a and a young GM or a new head coach and a new GM. Uh, they, they're uh, actually uh, interested in Lewis Riddick, uh, who's doing the Monday yeah, Night Football that. now. Um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I know Lewis Riddick has had, you know, some, uh, history in front offices. I don't know that much about him. Uh, he says some dumb shit, but you know, it's, it's not always that easy. I've heard some really dumb shit. Well, I want to <laughs> remind me, don't let me forget. I want to circle back to some of the dumb shit I've heard in the last week. Um, but, uh, yeah, D- Detroit's got nothing to play for at this point. Tennessee, it, they were beating Jacksonville 28, uh, uh, I think it was 28 to 10 in the fourth quarter with like five minutes left and the ball and they were still throwing the football. So I totally love that. Um, Frable keeps his foot on the gas. He's not going to make the same mistake that other teams do. Uh, and I, I, I want them to, and I think they will go in, uh, have Detroit come in and blow them out this week. I'm picking the Titans. Yeah. I definitely think Vrabel uh, knows that, you know, getting some steam going into the playoffs is important. And some of these, you know, lesser teams, you want to beat them up. You want to beat them up early and you want to win. Yeah. And, uh, and let's not forget they're, they're, they're not assured a playoff spot yet. You know, they're, no. they're still, they're still um, playing for the wild card possibly because they're tied mm-hmm. at uh, nine and four with Indy. Right. So far, far from over for Tennessee. So they've got, they've got a lot to play for the opposite of far from over Houston at Indianapolis, another AFC South game, um, maybe the worst division in football. Um, there's really two good teams in there and then two really, really bad teams. Uh, uh, sorry. How could I forget about the NFC East? They're the second worst division in football. <laughs> um, I was going to say something. I was yeah. like, I was like, I want to see where you're going. With yeah. It sorry. It's forgot. There's a dumb, there's some dumb shit that got said this week. Um, Houston got their asses handed to them in, in Chicago last week. I I'm going to, I have an unpopular opinion about Deshaun Watson. His escapability is only on display so much because he doesn't have very good pocket sense. He really, I, of the games I've watched him play like start to finish he just seems to like not be aware of the rush sometimes. 
Did you see the safety he took against Chicago last week? I'm going to – I didn't, but I'll agree with you because what I said about him, I think, like a year ago, was he reminds me of Randall Cunningham in a way of when Randall – Randall was dynamic, and he was one of my favorite players, and he was super fun to watch, but – if you look back and when you see some of, you know, his coaches, when they would be upset with him leaving early or, or moving out of the pocket early, it's because he's messing up the timing. And when you have everybody's running these like West coast offense timing plays, when you leave early, it's messing up the timing. So now you're getting into that Sandlot style, but I don't think it's totally his fault. I think because he gets so much pressure, he's trying to anticipate it. And he's like, I'm going to have to anticipate it and make a play. So I'm going to give him a little bit of a pass on. Well, I also think it's this, and this I think happens with a lot of athletic quarterbacks. They may, he may see the rush and sense it and think, I got another second because I can get away from this dude. But he's not at Clemson anymore, and these dudes will close in on you. He took consecutive sacks that led to a safety. Uh, he got sacked in the end zone last week against Chicago. The one he took before that is one of the weirdest sacks I've ever seen in my life. He, he had uh, a rush coming from the edge and Bilal Nichols came straight up the gut and he just looked at him and he didn't even really attempt to move that much. He just covered up the ball and waited for him to get there. Um, and then, of course, the very next play was uh, Khalil Mack sack in the end zone uh, lead, leading to the safety. And it was all – that was like the end of the game at that point um, because it was uh, – it was I think it was 10-7 at that point. And then they went down and scored. It was 17-7, stopped them on a quick three and another field goal, and it was just they, – they never looked back. Uh, he – no doubt about it, the roster sucks there. They uh, are, are without David Johnson, who's likely going to be shut down for the year. Um, their, their grand prize – uh, from um, from trading away um, uh, Hopkins, and now they don't have any draft picks next year either. There's just I don't know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel for Deshaun Watson and the Texans. And I wonder at, at what point does does Watson start holding out and say, "You got to trade me. I got to get the fuck out of here." Because He's, Me and I were just talking about that last it, night. There's just not, there's not an end in sight for the misery. There. <clears throat> I wonder. Uh, I wonder what it would take to get him. Because they have no draft picks, so you could probably you could probably dangle a little bit of a carrot in front of them, you know, as far as draft pick goes, and you know, a player. Uh, like, you know, San Francisco could throw out, you know, Garoppolo and a second. Yeah, that, that might make sense because that's going to be a team that has a relatively high draft pick and has a roster where Watson could make the difference. Right. So let's, let's just play a quick game here. So we're going through the draft. Who's going to be high enough? that the pick would mean something to the Texans and they need a quarterback, but maybe they're not quite high enough to get one of them. So Jets are out. Jags are out. 
Bengals don't need a quarterback. Chargers don't need a quarterback. Cowboys don't need a quarterback. Washington. Mm, Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Um, that's interesting. I could see Jerry Jones <laughs> doing, doing something like that. Um, Atlanta. Atlanta. The yeah. number six in Matt Ryan for Deshaun Watson. Hmm. Carolina. The first, the, 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 their first round pick. Yeah. yeah number six pick. Poten- potentially number six. Over. And, and Matt Ryan. For Deshaun Watson. Um, Carolina, they'll need a quarterback. Um, Detroit could potentially need a port- quarterback. Number nine and Matthew Stafford for, for Watson. Eagles if, won't take if a quarterback. This were, if, if this were a deeper quarterback draft, I think I, I think this quarterback draft is actually going to end up being very deep. Um, <clears throat> I think I think you're going to have three quarterbacks oh, going in the top ten, and I think as many as five in the first forty picks of the draft. Yeah, but I don't I don't know if they're quality quarterbacks. Like mm, I, I think know. they're I think they're I think there's similar talent. I don't you think there's, there's – there's, I think there's a need for quarterback and there's guys that are there. But I don't know if you have, like, you know, the another Deshaun Watson and, and another Pat Mahomes and yeah, even no. Trubisky. I don't know if it's, a, if it's a draft that's got a lot of, you know – like instant Pro Bowl talent, yeah. And like I think Trevor Lawrence is is the the runaway favorite. It's it's one and two with Lawrence and Fields because I especially right. looking like it's going to be the Jets and Jags. They're both going to take quarterbacks. So, all right, so Houston, um, they're screwed. Deshaun Watson may be screwed for a while. Uh, they're playing the division tied division tied tied for division leading uh, Indianapolis Colts. Uh, again, team that I'm not sold on, but I think they're certainly more than well-equipped to go uh, handle their business this week and uh, destroy the, I guess you can call them division rivals or in the same division, Houston Texans. So I got the Colts. I got the Colts also. Uh, would you like to say a few words about? <laughs> nope. No, not going to do it. Before I lock my pick in. Would you like to say anything disparaging about Philip Rivers? No, but but I will say that he has started to play better as the offensive line and Jonathan Taylor have figured it out. So all year I was saying I couldn't I couldn't figure it out. Couldn't I don't understand what's happening. Um, and they're starting to to get it together. Jonathan uh, Jonathan Taylor with a breakout game last week, twenty for one fifty um, against uh, the Raiders defense, who you know by far from um, world beaters, but um, they haven't been pushovers. Uh, especially when it comes to the run. So, uh, you know, big game for him last week, and it's only going to make Noodle Arm Rivers' job uh, that much easier going down the stretch. Uh, there it is. Noodle Arm. <laughs> I'll take it. Noodle Arm Rivers. I'll take um, it. I think he's questionable for this week, but I'm pretty sure he's going to play. Yeah. Uh, he's gonna, he wants to get out of the house. He's yeah. like a stay home. Yeah. It's too much homeschooling going on there. New England at Miami. God, I wish I had this guy's name. Um, something. Rufus Peabody. That's his name. So Rufus Peabody is this dude. He's a professional gambler. 
Um, and he's a big time gambler. He, uh, he was talking about how he doesn't ever lay big money on the NFL because the, the system is pretty well figured out and the spreads are very hard to beat and it's hard to win consistently. He said he rarely has any, any one wager more than 20 grand. So it tells you how big of a gambler he is. Rufus Peabody has new England in this one overwhelmingly. Uh, and, and he, he said that his model uh, you know, it's it's a combination of uh, analytics and, you know, gambling, you know, who's he, what's it. Um, he said that his analytics show that uh, Miami is a very, very bad football team that has gotten very, very lucky. Uh, he pointed to a couple of things that I wasn't really paying that much attention to because I couldn't get past the fact that he was predicting that the uh, the Patriots would uh, manhandle the eight and five Dolphins. And when I say manhandle, um, he's got them favored by three. Uh, I believe the actual line is the Dolphins by like five, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so an eight-point swing is pretty generous. So I would say that qualifies as manhandle. I can't, I can't get behind it though, uh, unless they're planning on starting. Anybody, he's wrong. I would tell yeah. him to space. Um, if there were any doubts if Miami is a good football team or not, because uh, I can understand watching them play with some some of the games and some of the wins they have. Sorry, Miami's only favored by two and a half, so it was a five and a half. <clears throat> but um, the way they played against Kansas City last week was was pretty impressive, especially their defense. Um, and I said, if with Kansas City getting off to some slower starts, and they and Kansas City actually came out of the gates pretty good, but they made a couple of turnovers. Um, but Miami. They got down. Uh, I think they missed the field goal, and they dropped. They had like a third and thirteen or something, and to it threw a perfect pass, as sixteen, seventeen yards, killed the drive. Uh, that would have put them in like field goal range. But they had some mistakes that you can't make against the Chiefs. And Chiefs gives you give you opportunities. You have to win. Like if the Chiefs give you three interceptions which they never do with Mahomes. Yeah. You have to win that game. That's why I was so mad about the Super Bowl. I always find a way to put, bring San Francisco back <laughs> in. Uh it, how many times has Mahomes thrown two interceptions in a game? Uh, you know, if I had to guess three? it's like three, yeah. Right. And one of them was in the Super Bowl. Maybe he just can't play in Miami very well. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but he he threw uh, he threw two interceptions and I'm like, if you get two interceptions off Mahomes, you have to win that game. You have to win. And but what you can't do is you can't pussyfoot around with them. And I feel like uh, Flores and and Shanahan both in those games kind of got those opportunities and didn't get really aggressive. And I think you have to get really aggressive. Uh, against Kansas City because that's the only way you're going to win. Yeah. Um, but I think I, I think uh, Mr. Peabody is uh, is off on this. After seeing what this defense, you know, the trouble they gave to Pat Mahomes, I can only imagine what kind of trouble they're going to give to Newton. <clears throat> so I'm actually – I'm actually talking myself into New England here. Let me tell you why. It has nothing to do with Rufus. 
Um, Gasecki is probably not going to play. He's got a dis- dislocated shoulder. They haven't said for sure that that's what the injury is, but uh, you know that's uh, that's the speculation that the way the way he fell, the way they escorted him off the field, um, it looked like it was that kind of injury. Um, Devontae Parker not going to play. Jakeem Grant not going to play. Their number one wide receiver is going to be um, Raiders castaway Lynn Bowden. And I'm not even sure they're going to play Adam Shaheen as their number one tight end option. And Bill Belichick has won nine consecutive games when facing a rookie quarterback for the first time. So all those things considered, I am actually going to pick New England in this game. It could be like 17-13, yeah. but I think Belichick finds a way to win. It's, it's like, like what we said a couple of weeks ago um, with the Chargers when New England was facing the Chargers. I, if both teams suck, you pick the better coach. So um, I'm picking the better coach here, uh, although Flores I, I'm, I'm a big fan of, uh, I think. But his disciples don't do well against him either. They correct. That's another thing too. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with New England here. No, no Rufus bias here. So we have game number two that we differ on. That's right. I'm, I'm going to go with Flores pulling a Luke Skywalker and defeating <laughs> Dark. Nice. Uh, Chicago at Minnesota. Uh, I'm not all, I'm not all in. I'm not like, I've seen a lot of bears fans that are like, if we can win this week against Minnesota, then we got Jacksonville and like, yeah, okay. Get it. If we can beat the Vikings, the Vikings are not that good. Um, and we've, usually dominated them and and we own one from from the last game i could see us winning this game and i could see us winning uh beating jacksonville and then maybe beating green bay depending on what their starter situation is for that for what for what why are we we're gonna end up nine and seven and then what what losing the first round of the wild like what what why do we care (laughs) now i will say this um the stuff that's been coming out of Chicago this week is basically Mitch Trubisky just giving the middle finger in a very nice way to um, Bill Lazor and Matt Nagy and the coaching offensive coaching staff there saying that um, they're calling plays that are working and that they practice, which is similar to what Anthony Miller said a few weeks ago uh, where he said, you know, we could probably have some success if we called the plays we practiced, which is just <laughs> mind blowing to me. Um, that they were practicing one thing all week and then not calling the shit in the game. Um, but Trubisky is clearly on his best when he's rolling outside the pocket, when he's on the move, they're giving him quick one reads. He doesn't do well when he's, um, you know, forced to, to hold the ball and wait for things to develop and has more time to think about it. He still took a couple of bad sacks last week against the, um, the Texans, but this offensive line is finally – gelling and they finally have some consistency they will be starting the same five for only the third time uh this year and it will be consecutive uh david montgomery is doing what i always knew he could do he is a very good running back he's got burst he's strong as shit he can catch the ball he breaks tackles they he just needed a little hole to get through and now they're giving it to him that being said um you know i think the defense was a little bit of smoke and mirrors last week they do get buster screen back this week um, and they're they're relatively healthy. Hicks is playing. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, part of me wants to be excited because it's the same squad I thought could win some games earlier in the year, but the coaching staff had proved too stubborn for that, and it might be too little too late. 
We do owe Kirky and uh, Dalvin Cook one, though. Uh, Dalvin Cook went over 100 yards the last time we played, but it was not pretty. Uh, it took him 30 – oh, sorry, he didn't go over 100 yards. 30 carries for 96 yards. He's one of those backs, um, like I said about Derrick Henry. It's strange, but the way our team is constructed, I do not fear this these kind of backs. And, um, you know, we only lost by, by six to them last time with uh, St. Nick Foles, who uh, showed, showed he can't really operate this offense with the weapons that we have uh, surrounded him with. Um, and Cordero Patterson led that game in rushing for us with uh, 12 carries for 30 yards as David Montgomery missed that game with a concussion. I'm going to pick Chicago in this one. I think the, uh, the tumble continues for the Vikings. Um, they're they're going to probably drop three in a row here, um, you know, with a, a loss to us and then the, the Saints next week. Um, I just don't think Minnesota is very good. Um, their defense isn't – they have a, good, a really good running back, so-so uh, offensive line, a fantastic young receiver, and a, and a really good uh, savvy vet in, in Thielen. But there's just too many holes on that roster, and, and I don't think at the, at the end of this year you're going to look back and, and say, oh, they, they should have won more games. I think they're doing about what they should do based on their talent level and coaching. Um, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going Bears. I surprisingly am with you on this one. Um, I, originally I was going to go Minnesota, but – I feel like I'm the last Mitch Trubisky supporter. He had, by the way, he has a better career winning percentage than Deshaun Jackson with that win. Or sorry, not Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun Watson. <laughs> the, um, the, the the win last week. Uh, whoever won that game was going to have the better uh, career win percentage. Well, it, and they proved obviously that that they made the right pick. Right, you saw that graphic I sent you. Yeah, um, last yeah. last week between Mahomes. <laughs> Uh, Trubisky and Watson, Mitch uh, had the better game. Yeah. And, yeah. Champion by far. Yeah. But, um, listen, he kind of, he kind of he, he reminds me of Alex Smith. All right. And Alex Smith was on some bad teams. And I'm like, but he's some, sometimes you just see a guy make a couple of these plays and you're like, he's got some talent. I don't think he's a, a world beater. I don't think he's the the big difference maker. But I think he's a guy that you can win with if you build the team around him. If you put a good offensive line, you run the ball, you have a balance. You're not going to go out there and win with Trubisky and be like, all right, we have to throw the ball 48 times every game. I don't think you're going to win with Trubisky that way. But if you have a game where if you have you put him in situations where uh, he can have success, like get the ball to, to Robinson, um, he's 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 a good quarterback. And I and, think and he does, the, man. He has eyes for Robinson. He had a great game yeah. last week, nine for one twenty, one forty. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean Robinson's a monster, but I think I think he's gonna leave Chicago. This offseason, I think he's going to go somewhere, and I think uh, – I don't think they're going to let him go anywhere. I think they'll franchise tag him before they let him go. You think so? Yeah. I think they'd even give him a franchise. I do. I think I think they I think they will. I mean – They could probably get him for like two years, like $17 million. Nah. Probably don't even have to franchise. I, no, I don't think – no, he won't take that. 
I, uh, from what I understand, the the contract that they offered him was somewhere in the four year, sixty million dollar range. Yeah. Um, he should have jumped on that. No, but he'll, he's going to get way more than that. I mean, look, look what look what Cooper Cup got. Um, I think Cooper Cup got three for fifty seven, something like that. Um, and the wide receiver market has just continued to move uh, north. And Allen Robinson has proven. Oh, no, I'm not talking about Allen Robinson. I'm talking about Trubisky. Oh, no, I'm talking about Robinson. Sorry. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, they didn't offer – they're not offering Trubisky shit. Um, I just, yeah, I'm talking about Trubisky. Oh, I'm sorry, so sorry. I thought you were talking about A-Rob. If the Bears are smart, then <laughs> I'll give that man what he needs. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what's going to happen with Trubisky. I really um, – you know, at the way he's playing now and the way he played – you know, he played uh, – a good first half against the Lions, a good first half against the Giants, um, terrible against the Falcons, and then he lost his game at halftime against the, uh, the, his job at halftime against the Falcons, and uh, you know he came back uh, against the Lions last week, and, or sorry, against the Packers, and he he looked okay, uh, you know, I mean, relatively speaking for for what uh, what Folds was doing, but I don't know, I it's going to be all on the coaching staff. I have no idea what's going to happen. Um, it depends on the position that they're in, what I would want them to do. Uh, I guess we have to start by seeing what the draft order is. But I, I do predict a win this week. Seattle at Washington. Um, which Seattle is going to show up? I had a tough time picking this game. What's what, what Seattle is going to show up? The one, the one that did handle their business and played a little defense – um, and hung a 40-burger on the Jets or the one that uh, lost to the Giants uh, without scoring a touchdown. Um, they're deep. Since Jamal Adams has come back and been healthy and they've started to find a groove, their pass defense has definitely been better. And if they can start to make some stops defensively and continue to put points up, run the ball with Carson and, you know, let Russ cook. This guy could be the limit for them, but boy, man, Washington's hot. <laughs> they're, they're a hot football team, four in a row. Um, and they the beat offense, teams. The offense for Washington is very suspect. They didn't score a touchdown it's against very, San Francisco. Very suspect. Uh, and uh, I don't know if Alex Smith's going to play. I know he left with some, uh, he left the game with some, they said muscle tightness, but yeah. you know it was in that, that in his leg. Yeah, it was in that bad leg. Um, so I, I, the only thing I could think of when I saw that, I was like, his wife is going to come down from the stands and pull him <laughs> out of the game because I know mine would. Mine would be like, get your ass in the car. <laughs> yeah, get your bad ass leg. Yeah. Um, but. If, I don't think they're going to be able to put up enough points this week. No, if their if their offense could show just a shred of consistency, I think they. You know, I might have picked them in this game because their defense is for real. Uh, Chase Young is a monster. He is. Man, I mean, he was. Man, and he good. he was going up against. You know, even when he was going up against Trent Williams, he was he was in the backfield. He reminds me of what Jadavion Clowney was in college. Like yeah. where he, he's just so big and so strong and so fast. During the game, they made a, 
uh, comparison to Julius Peppers. Yeah. Which I thought was a really good uh, comparison. Yep. Yeah, Peppers was a freak athlete. I mean, he played played basketball in North Carolina. So, yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't think Washington's going to pull this one off, uh, but but I do think they're an up and coming team. And if uh, they get themselves a quarterback, uh, I was, you know, it's funny. I almost texted you during the Niners game last week before Alex Young went out, and I was like, "Oh, Dwayne Haskins is dressed. What <laughs> to what do we owe the pleasure?" And then next thing you know, he's in the game. Yeah funny how yeah. that works out it's unfortunate that that interception didn't stick it was funny because i was watching the, the the game on the sunday ticket on my ipad mm-hmm. and it's on like a two-play delay uh-huh but when oh. you were like ah haskins i was like oh yes yep he did but it didn't stand um antonio gibson gonna play this week i don't think it matters but uh i think he's still iffy right uh, the late he has like the turf toe or something, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, and I mean he's 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 only been out a week with that, um, and that's usually a few weeks, right? Yeah. So I wouldn't expect him, even if he's out there, to to be doing too much. Well, I, I got JD McKissick all queued up, ready to go if he sits sits on the bench. Hey, he gave he gave me some points this this year. He gave us some points. Yeah, he didn't do too much for me last week. Um, I didn't, you know, I started him over um, Melvin Gordon. I think Gordon got like one, one and a half they used, more. They used McKissick a, a fair amount. Yeah. All right, so so Antonio Gibson hasn't practiced yet this week, so uh, I think that uh, he's not going to play. So I, I, I'm kind of liking McKissick this week because they're going to be behind. They're going to be throwing the football. And uh, Washington, whether, whether it's Haskins or whether it's uh, – whether it's Alex Smith, they'll they'll take a check down or three. Yeah, well, I mean, but Haskins might not be able to hit them check downs. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> All right, so we're both we're both going Seattle in this one. Uh, next up, Jacksonville at Baltimore. Baltimore starting to starting to feel it a little bit. Um, can we talk about Lamar Jackson leaving the game to take a shit? I mean, he he claims it wasn't. He did come back and had, like, a bandage on his arm where they would put an IV in. Yeah, but but he also had a towel over his butt. Here's here's the thing thing for me about Lamar Jackson. When he ran into that locker room, he did not run into the locker room like a dude that had cramps. He ran into the locker room like a dude who had to take shit. Yes. He looked like – I was waiting for Ezel to pop up and be like, "That was the me." Lamar back here taking a shit. Yeah, I go tell nobody else. <laughs> that was um, the meme. Listen, I'll tell you what. I have had uh, bubble guts in the middle of a practice before, and let me tell you, it doesn't matter what's going on. You're not coming back out, and I feel like if he had cramps, they would have given him some Gatorade and been like, there's no way he would have missed that much time getting an IV. I feel like, I feel like if he had had that severe cramps, they, they might've given him like guys usually get IVs at like halftime. Mm-hmm. You don't see the starting quarterback. I've never seen the starting quarterback go into the locker room and get an IV. No, he took a shit. He at, may have had cramps, but he had stomach cramps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what I, 
<laughs> something was cramping. I was like, it was, it was like his lower intestines. Uh huh. But so, that was a hell of a game. Really entertaining. But I'll, I'll tell you, man, the teams have absolutely figured out what Lamar Jackson what wants to do, and they're making it harder for them. And even in a game where they put up 47 points, Lamar Jackson throws for 163 yards and one touchdown. I, I wonder how many people got screwed on that last play. Oh, the safety? Yeah, there were a yeah. lot of people that got uh, eliminated from their fantasy playoffs because of that play. That was um, that was like last year. Uh, the Niners and Cardinals played a game. And there I am, back transitioning to the Niners. And 49ers scored, took the lead with um, like 15 seconds left or whatever. And Arizona had like one play, and they're doing this desperation play. And they end up uh, fumbling it and 49ers picking it up and running it in for a touchdown. And it blew the line. Yeah. It blew the line. And uh, my brother lost like 100 bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speak, they beat friend. Speaking of money, I got a fun, I got a fun bet out there tonight. Um, if Zay Jones, yes, that Zay Jones, scores his first touchdown tonight, I'm, I'm winning a, a cool G. So, fingers crossed on Zay Jones. Yeah, that's just a random, I, random dart throw. Plus, plus five thousand. It's only a twenty dollar bet, but I'll, I'll take it. Um, but yeah, so I mean, this was a you know very entertaining game. Baltimore um, was, they did what they want to do. They they ran the ball at some point, and when I'm not talking about in games this year, even I'm talking about for the development of his career. At some point, Lamar Jackson is going to have to start throwing to wide receivers consistency, consistently yeah. because they're cl- they're clogging up the middle of the field. They're they're playing zones there um, so they can keep an eye on him. I mean, he is obviously still able to run. He ran for 124 yards, but you just can't continue to win with a quarterback who can't throw to wide receivers. No, um, because there's going to be you see there's been a lot of games when when teams can stop both. Well, and, and if Andrews isn't there, th- this offense is anemic. And, and I'll tell you what, if um, – uh, oh, my God, I'm drawing a blank. Who's the the cornerback for the Browns? Uh, younger guy. He was like their first-round pick a year or two ago. Oh, Denzel uh, Ward. Yeah. If Ward is playing, he doesn't even have the amount of yards that he had. Yeah, because they picked on him. They picked on his replacement. His replacement was horrible. Um, and if you watch the the play where uh, at the end of the first half where Andrews slips out and has like the forty five yard catch, yeah, that was his fault. Like he was sitting there and he just was watching uh, Lamar Jackson was waiting for him to run. Like it's it was like third and sixteen or seventeen or something like that. Just let him do what he's got to do. You stop him for an eight, nine-yard gain, and you, that's it if he runs. But stay with your man. He lets Andrews just release down the sidelines and gets a 40-yard catch because, what do you have, four? That was his fourth pass attempt of yeah. the half. Yeah, that was insane. That was absolutely insane. Uh, but it's not going to matter. This week they've got uh, the hapless Jacksonville Jags. Coming to town, Jacksonville has given the reins back to Garner Minshew. 
Um, I, I don't know. At, what the, at this point, what difference does it make? None, the quarterback for Jacksonville um, for 2021 is not on the roster. So maybe Minshew makes the most amount of sense. Uh, I wonder if they were not playing him a lot because they wanted there to still be some a little bit of mystique behind him uh, and maybe increase his trade value. Maybe they want him as the backup. I mean, if, if I'm looking at their roster the way it is right now and I'm going to have a rookie quarterback last, next year, I'd probably want Glennon as the backup. Um, I don't know, but maybe it's Minshew. Maybe they grow together. I would, I would probably want Minshew. And I, mean, he's got I would start up. Minshew, and I would let Minshew get, get chewed up for the first few weeks of the season. Like, if you draft Fields or Lawrence next year, he's not going to put them over the top. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, and he's not going to put them over the top this week either, Baltimore. Yeah. Baltimore. That's all I have to say about that. Yep. Uh, here's here's another one that's going to be short-lived. Jets at Rams. Uh, Rams really handled their business last week against the Pats. I thought this was going to be a more competitive game. Can we take? Can we just take a second here? I knew that the Rams were going to put up a decent amount of points, and I knew that the Patriots were not going to be able to pass the ball very effectively because the Rams. We talked about it. They have one of the best. Um, uh, uh, against expose, explosive plays allowed uh, in their secondary. Uh, they're, they're very good at preventing the deep ball. Uh, they have solid corners. How the hell, how the hell did James White only have one catch for two yards? Like that, they should have been checking down him. He wasn't even really in on passing downs. Um, it was just very curious play calling. And again, Gamera Newton, um, had had only nine, nine. He's not even Cam anymore. He's Cameron. Cameron. Nine fucking completions. Nine <laughs> completions. Yeah, but God, why did I pick them to win this week? Um, but uh, you know the Rams. The Rams handled their business. Uh, Cam Akers. Uh, thank God he didn't beat me. I would have been really pissed. Um, I drafted him. I believed in him. I held. I had him in both fucking leagues. I dropped him in both goddamn leagues. And if he was the reason I lost in the playoffs, I would have been really pissed. So I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad uh, it didn't make it. And and his backs were Cam Akers and David Montgomery. So I I would have been super bitter. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, the Rams. <laughs> um, the Rams will handle business this week against the Jets. I think the Jets are intentionally trying to lose at this point. Uh, I don't, and we should just believe them so i'm gonna pick against them every week except for the last week of the season i think the most exciting thing that's going to happen in this game is watching sean mcbay try and stay in the coach's box <laughs> yeah he's a he's a hyper little fucker have you seen he they actually have a guy he a get like back a I get, he, he calls a him a get back coach <laughs> how do i get that job to be sean mcbay's handler <laughs> he's the get back coach um, but yep, Ram, Rams in this one. But uh, hey, like I said, I, I'm going to pick against the Jets every week except for uh, the last week of the season. Do you know who they play on January 3rd? I don't. Patriots. And you're going to pick the Jets against yep. the Patriots? Yeah. You know why? Because Belichick's going to throw the fucking game because he doesn't want to face Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> We're all playing checkers, and he's playing chess. Oh, my God. 
Anywho, all right. So uh, Philly that's at Arizona. Theory. That's a theory. That's a stretch of a theory. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Uh, Philly, Philly at Arizona. Birds and birds. Um, Jalen Hurts with a shocker last week. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. You know, I'm watching the game and I'm like, all right. At some point, they're gonna put up. Uh, New Orleans is gonna put up points and just. You know, it's going to be over. And it they waited too long. It was like, yeah. Why was Sean Payton playing like he had the lead in the fourth quarter? Yeah. Did you did you notice that? Like, were you yeah. pulling your hair out at the fucking the clock management? I wasn't because I, I, I kind of hate Sean Payton. <laughs> well, I they were the ones that ruined my parlay. Uh, there was actually two. I had two separate parlays. I, the bear, I picked uh, uh, against the Bears. Picked Houston plus ten and a half, uh, and then this was the other one. I had uh, Saints minus one and a half. I didn't think there was any way the Eagles were going to win this game, but they figured out a way to blow it. I don't think Taysom Hill is very good. No, neither do I. I think he he does little like he. First of all, I think he's gotten away with a couple of like really bad passes, like did like the the one to Emmanuel Sanders that he completely missed, uh, where Sanders had to like come back for it. But no, n- not the touchdown. Okay. The one that he missed. The, you remember he he threw a he threw a touchdown to Jared Cook. Like the next oh yeah, yeah yeah I know what you're talking about. Yes 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 yes. You know, but I think that's what you get out of Taysom Hill. I also think that's a little bit of what you get. Like remember I said with with Jalen Hurts, I was like he'll make an app. I feel like every week he's a candidate for play of the week and worst play of the week. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, he, and, he wasn't very efficient last week, for sure, 17 of 30. No, no. And uh, he was – he was he started off good, and, and I think he tailed off a little bit. Um, he – I mean, he ran the ball extremely well. The, he he did the smart thing, and he was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go one read, maybe two read, and then I'm out of here. And that's what he was doing, especially if they were in man coverage. I don't even know if he looked – to throw the ball. I think he just let the receivers get 10 yards downfield and he just ran. Yeah. Yeah. He was tucking and running pretty quickly, but it it blows my mind. The Eagles do not give the ball to miles. Like it was one thing. Like he's given the carries to fucking Jordan Howard the week before. It didn't make these coaches are just so stubborn. I, I think they are. It's got to be an ego thing because here's the thing. It didn't make sense when you weren't giving him the ball and Wentz was your quarterback, but you could say, hey, Wentz is our Pro Bowl quarterback and we're going to throw the ball and this and that and yada, yada, yada. You have a rookie quarterback making his first start. And you have a guy – who averages five yards a, a, a carry. Give him the effing ball. Yeah, take some pressure off him. It, exactly. And I think Hertz would have been much more efficient with a better game plan. And everybody keeps saying that the Eagles missed Frank Reich and yada, yada, yada. Frank Reich, I watched it. I watched the Colts game sometimes. And I'm like, I don't trust his decision making very much either. So, uh, but I, it blows my mind that they that they don't 
that they don't give this guy a ton of touches every game. You can see he, he makes huge plays. I feel like every game it seems like he's making a huge play. Like, I, I, I don't get yeah, it. Just imagine what he'd be doing if he had more opportunities. Right. I just I, – I do not get it. I don't understand it. Um, somebody should write a dirty email to Doug Peters. Dear Doug. <laughs> I'm extremely disappointed. In so, who who are we going with in this one? Um, I, I could go either way on this one. I don't feel real strongly about it one way or the other. Uh, I'm going to pick Arizona because I just think it's it's a lot for uh, a rookie quarterback – uh, to go in and win a big game against the Saints, who are the uh, at the time the favorite to lock up the number one seed in the NFC, and then to go on the road the next week and and win, uh, I, I just I think the likelihood of that happening is isn't very high. So I'm picking the Cardinals. Yeah, I'm I'm still gonna I I'm not super high on the Cardinals right now, but I feel like they'll be able to do enough. Um, against against the against Hurts. I worry about Hurts in a game like this. Uh making a couple of like this is one of those games I feel like he could try and do too much. Well, I mean look, they have all all world beater Hassan Reddick uh to to deal with coming off the edge. Yeah. How about that? Five sacks last week against the Giants. Yeah. And no Chandler Jones on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Look, uh, you know, Reddick uh, seems very comfortable coming off the edge. So um, we'll see. We'll see. But all right. So we're both going cards in this one. Yeah. Kansas City at New Orleans. Uh, I do not think New Orleans is just going to be able – they're just not going to be able to put up enough points. It's like that that simple. I think Kansas City is still the best team in the league. Um, I think there's a very good chance they finish 15-1. and And – um, the only thing I'd like to see is I'd like to see them. Uh, well, a for this week, I'd like to see, um, Tariq Hill have another 200 yard game in the first quarter, but I would also like to see them find a little more consistency with the run. Uh, what they did with Hilaire last week, it, it just wasn't, it's not going to get it done. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you can't continue to have a running back that looked so strong in the beginning of the year. Um, and then, you know, last week, I don't know how many carries he had. I'm going to look it up right now. But Tariq Hill is, is the leading uh, leading rusher with uh, 32 yards. Um, and, yeah, and I get yard, it. He had a 30-yard run. <laughs> yeah. 30, he had one carry for 32 yards. That's what he had. Yeah. Um, Hilaire had 16 for 32. So well, it looks like they didn't give him enough carries. He just didn't get the job done. Um, that That's not going to fly. Um, this is interesting. And I know uh, Le'Veon Bell mouthed off a little bit about the amount of carries he got last week. Um, uh, Bell has two carries for 21 yards and Hilaire has 16 for 32. So they're going to have to find some, some um, consistency in the running game there for, for Hilaire. And, um, and, and they, right they got him the ball out of the backfield too. I mean, that's another thing that, that they can do to get him going. I mean, he had five catches. So No, he's been catching the ball all season pretty well. He's got over 1,000 yards. Um, in combined rushing receiving yards. But um, that's the thing with Bell. You know, Bell came in there and he was like, oh, I asked Edwards Alaire if, 
you know, if it was cool with him, if I come there, I'm just coming here, whatever they give me, I'm cool with whatever the game plan is, uh, you know, and then here it is. He's, you know, kind of starting to piss him on a little bit yeah. that he didn't get the ball. Um, so that's something, but he's got to watch out because Andy Reid doesn't give two shits about deactivating somebody. No. Yeah. He no, and if he thinks he's going to start to fuck with the chemistry or yeah. or the locker room, he won't hesitate to cut him either. No, he will be gone. I mean, so, Spencer Ware's still out there, so that's his cut Le'Veon Bell and bring Spencer Ware back. Yeah, but he knows. I mean, Andy Reid knows as long as he has Pat Mahomes, he's a favorite to win the game. Yeah, right now, especially this year um, when they're they're. They're head and shoulders above everybody right now. Yeah. I, they, there's just too much there. I don't like to see anybody get hurt, but unless somebody on that team I feel like goes down with a significant injury, I don't, I don't really see anybody beating Kansas City. I, I kind of uh, thought that, like, Pittsburgh could slow them down, but Pittsburgh has – too many injuries on defense with with Bush and Dupree now hurt. I don't I don't see uh, I don't see them, you know, being able to stop Kansas City enough. Yeah. Um, uh, Buffalo could give them a little bit of a, a trouble, but again, I don't think I think Buffalo would be more inclined to make the mistake before Kansas City. I'm um, just. Going up and down, I don't see anybody that – aside – I'll tell you what, I can't say that. I think Tennessee could be – I don't think that they're the second-best team in the AFC, but I think they give uh, Kansas City the most. If weather's a factor and you have Derrick Henry, it's always going to be – you know, it's yeah. always going to be a struggle. Yeah, you got to get – you got to get Mahomes, – Mahomes probably throws a 90-mile-per-hour pass and – in uh in in 50 mile an hour winds and, and eight inches of snow it probably just doesn't even matter with him yeah. i hate the way he walks i tell you that i want to say <laughs> i want to tell you that right now i cannot stand the way he walks you know what he looks like he looks like um somebody's like mom he looks like somebody's mom it's the hairdo yeah like, like, come, you know, with the, with, you know, you ever see how he like tells people to come here? Stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's 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 kind of. He looks like he's, uh, you know, he's the cheer mom lining everybody up to do their routine. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. He's like he's about to go talk to the manager, Karen he's, Mahomes. He's got the I want to talk to your manager haircut. <laughs> I want to talk to your defensive coordinator haircut. <laughs> I want, to talk, I want to talk to the head official right now. <laughs> I may have thrown it to the wrong color jersey, but did you see what he did to my hair? Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, but Kansas City wins this game. Agreed. Cleveland at Giants. The Freddie Kitchens revenge game. I am fucking here for it. All right. I just want to go on record as saying if the Browns lose – to Colt McCoy and Freddie Kitchens, they should just move the franchise somewhere else. I mean, it worked for Baltimore. Just get the fuck out of Cleveland. 
If you lose to Colt McCoy and Freddie Kitchens, that's it. It's a wrap. End it. All right. Um, I don't think they will. And I'll tell you another thing. I am loving watching my man Baker play right now. I put him in my starting lineup this week. He is, I feel like the problem, I don't want to call it a problem, but the problem in the, I guess, the maybe the ideology of the offense, the scheme of the offense, with trying to get ODB involved and kind of force feed him early. I think that led to them getting down and getting behind and getting out of scheme. And without ODB, I feel like if you watched Cleveland, he just, the last few weeks, he's just spreading the ball around. Yeah. He's dropping back and he's just make and he's making plays. He's, He's rolling out, and he's making smart decisions, too. He's not turning the ball over. My man Baker looking like a number one pick. Um, I love it because every time he does something well, somebody like Colin Coward gets another gray hair. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's definitely playing, playing well, um, and it really is amazing how uh, OBJ gets hurt, done for the season, weather clears up a little bit, and then uh, – oh. Look at that. He, he can play with all these weapons. And he didn't even right. have Hooper last week. No. No. He didn't. And he's not forcing it to, like, Landry. He's getting Landry when he's using him as, like, a safety blanket, you know, when it they had a couple of fourth downs. And Stefanski, the, the, the brass balls on him. Yeah, he, he doesn't give a fuck. He's going for it on fourth down, you know, multiple I times. I think that also drive. might be because Cody Parkey sucks. Oh, oh what a play. That was a one-yard loss, but that was a hell of a play. <laughs> um, Herbert was about to get sacked, and uh, it looked like he fumbled, and it was actually a pitch back to Keenan Allen. Yeah, um, yeah Stefanski's uh, uh, looks like just just what Cleveland needed. Um, they did a good job putting the roster together. And uh, don't look now, but uh, the Steelers uh, do have to be concerned a little bit about uh, about the Browns. They're only two games behind, and let's not forget – the uh, the Steelers uh, the Browns have a cakewalk until they uh, meet up with the Steelers in the last mm-hmm. week of the season. They got the Giants this week and the Jets next week. Ooh, they got the Jets. Ooh, I could I if I ooh, I'm getting a little excited <laughs> about, about Baker Baker against the Jets next week. That would be that would be something. Uh, all right, so we're both picking Cleveland in this one, and we will round out with another unanimous pick. I'm sure uh, Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. It, it was a tough one. I was sweating, sweating this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I ended up going Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh, um, they haven't looked great the the last three weeks. Um, even though they beat the rate, they beat the Ravens JV squad, but they've played three games in like 12 days. Mm-hmm. And that's unheard of for an NFL team to play three football games. Yeah, the schedule's been whack. So that that has to – I feel like that has to play into something for them. Yeah, uh, and they're only going to have six days in between uh, their game on uh, – the, the Bengals game and the Colts Monday game. And the, yeah. But I, I think they, they may have gotten a – you know, I think they'll get a boost. What, what I'd like to see Pittsburgh do is come out fast – and 
go up big early and, you know, maybe get some of these guys, you know, a quarter or a quarter and a half off um, because it definitely has the potential for the Bengals. They, they can't pussyfoot around with the, the Bengals and let them and do what the Steelers like to do and play down the competition. They need to come in and, and step on the, the Bengals' throat. And they need to show the Colts that the Colts have some things to fear. But 99% of – everybody keeps talking about Pittsburgh's offense and, oh, they keep running these short passes and this and that. 99% of the problem is – the drops they have. They have like 20 drops. Yeah. Oh, Deontay right? Johnson was brutal last week. He has he has 12 drops this season. Absolutely brutal. He has 12 drops this year, and he's actually having a good season. He's having, he has 12 drops and he has 69 catches. Yeah. I mean he could have he could he he should be having, you know, what? Uh maybe 77, 77 78 catches. Yeah. yeah. You know. But it's – and you know what else they, they, they seem to have get, gotten away from? Um, they seem to only be using Claypool on, like, go routes. Yeah. Where at the beginning of the season, they were using him, like, jet sweeps. Yeah, and they were running him in reverses. Motion. And, you know, they even lined him up in the backfield a couple of times, yeah, didn't they? and they don't, they don't seem to be doing that anymore. And I don't, I don't know if that's something that they're going to get back to, but um, it's weird between, how teams teams get away from stuff that works. And sometimes right. you wonder if they're just trying to put it on tape and don't even expect it to work. And then it's on tape and it worked. And you're like, oh, well, you know, they might be expecting that. Well, yeah, you know, you got to do something that's going to work. Right. So, but I mean, and, and you see it, especially with a guy like Claypool. I mean, what is he? Six, five, two, yeah, big 30, two, four. You get that guy in some space, and you know he's going to break a tackle. Yeah, you know, just take take the eight nine yards at least. You know, so I don't understand stuff like that. But nope, uh, I don't think they'll have to get super creative to beat the Bengals this week. No, but but they should, they should because I think this is a game where you can play around. Yeah, I think they need to get some confidence back. I don't know. If, I don't think Connor's going to play, but um, they can get some confidence back in this game. Yep. Uh, so I, I said earlier that I was going to run through a couple of dumb things that I've heard this week, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, I can't remember any of them. I, I just know that I was screaming and yelling when I heard him. The one thing I can remember, and this was um, – in a preview for the uh, the Packers, no. Um, who who did uh, Detroit play last week? Yeah, the Packers uh, Lions game. Somebody said that Detroit would be without star corning cornerback Jeff Okuda, and that is going to be too big of a loss for the uh, <laughs> the Lions to overcome. Okay, Okuda's been anything but a star. Number one, number two, he hasn't been playing even when he was healthy he wasn't starting he was barely seeing the field so that was a dumb fucking thing i I'd heard something really stupid today i just can't remember what it was anyway yeah that was a big big uh big build up for nothing all right never mind <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. As we as we bring the show to a close, I lose my Jay, Zay Jones bet and Hunter Hendry in in the end zone. Up, uh, up, oh, oh, nope, nope. He's down. His knee is yep. His knee is definitely down. Was was the ball across? Either way, and up they they confirmed it. All right. So Chargers up six nothing. About to kick the extra point. So, all right. So next week we're gonna we're gonna do a fun little thing here. Um, what are we thinking? When we'll record Wednesday because we're not gonna record think, Christmas yeah. Eve. All right. So we'll be recording next week, ladies and gentlemen, and we will we will be rattling off a few things that um, Santa needs to bring NFL teams. So um, we we will see who needs what the most. Dun 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 dun. dun. All right. All right. I don't know. I don't know. It's in this in this uh, climate right now. Um, I think it might be bad to just be Santa and just be abducting people and putting them in a sack. <laughs> well, I don't know. Depends on where they're coming from. If you take it somebody from like Jacksonville and bringing them anywhere else, take me Jacksonville. anywhere. Take me. Take me, take me anywhere. I'll, I'll even go to. I'll even go to the football team. They're looking up. Jacksonville's not looking anywhere. But hey, basketball is back. Basketball is back. Basketball is back. Actually, the Pistons are putting a beat down uh, on the Washington Wizards right now. Um, my my boy, uh, my boy Killian Hayes with uh, nine points in uh, in eighteen minutes. So very very much looking forward to. I mean, they're going to be bad. There's no doubt about that. But uh, looking looking forward to some development there. I, I'm I'm feeling the same way about my Bulls. I yeah. think we we might even be able to squeeze if we stay healthy. We might even be able to squeeze into a playoff spot this year. Maybe if if we can get Markeen and 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 Kobe White and Levine and you know Wendell Carter, these guys, you know, we can get them to play. I think we can. Uh, feel like the bottom of the east is going to be a shit show yeah probably yeah um but yeah the uh the the pistons i i saw a projection today the quote-unquote scientific model um that they they will have the worst record in the nba it's possible um i mean they're not they're not trying to win this year so i mean that's definitely possible uh but you know i i think there's going to be games that that blake keeps us in and uh we'll, we'll be competitive every now and again yeah, every now and again. Yeah, every now and again. Blake, especially Blake's now out. that, especially since you have the the NBA pass, you can watch and be you, you know you'll get a couple of competitive games. Yeah. Blake Blake's got a uh, twenty one minutes tonight, which is weird. He's he's the leading the leading uh the leading player tonight in terms of minutes, and he's only got two points. Yeah, it's not like he's got bad knees or anything. I'm not worried yeah. about. No, well, I don't know. They don't seem to give a shit. <laughs> but a I. Did you send me the thing where it was uh weirdest thing that happened? It was uh Blake Griffin and Derek Rose on a fast break together and it ends in a Derek Rose finger roll. Uh no. <laughs> Apparently they had a fast break together and neither one of them dunked. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I, I I saw um Did you see Blake Griffin on the Eric Andre show? No. All right, I will send that to you. That's one of the fun. Have you ever seen the Eric Andre show? Like the 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 current version of the Eric Andre show? No, uh, it's fucking insane. It's it like I can't even describe how. But Blake, it was he funny because Blake Griffin is pretty funny. 
he was so thrown off that he didn't have the chance to be funny. But yes, he's very funny. I've seen him do some stand up. And did oh, you wait. see? Is is Eric Andrew, is he the dude who like he has like the the crazy? He is just like a regular like table setup. Yes. Yeah. Oh 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 my God! That is holy shit, dude. Yeah, it's a weird. I don't show. know how anybody even goes on that show anymore. Yeah, it's it's super weird. Um, but he had Blake Griffin on. It was really funny. Uh, anyway, all right, that'll do it for this week's episode of the lockdown. Thank you for joining us. We will talk to you next week, right before Christmas. And I forgot to tell everybody last week, happy Hanukkah. Oh, is it Hanukkah? When starting? Hanukkah started on the 10th. Did it really? Yes. I did not know that. Yes. So happy Happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah. So that would make what tomorrow, the last day of Hanukkah. Um, I don't know. I think maybe today. If Adam Sandler's taught me anything, I, I think, eight crazy nights. I think that I think Thursday was the first night. Oh, okay. I think last Thursday was the first night, so I'm I'm not sure. I know. Well, we'll we will we will research that and have it for you next week. Yeah, but happy Hanukkah anyway. Yes, happy Hanukkah. All right, say it, Mikey. Stay classy, lockdown universe.